all set for another exciting week in hairdressing. Twists, the twists and turns of hairdressing in lockdown, not in lockdown, back in lockdown, out of lockdown. Nearly out of lockdown. Oh, I know. Oh, God, I know. Maybe not back on the naughty step. I know, but we might get put back on the naughty step if we don't behave. I'm Lauren Stone and I'm Nikki Pope and today we've got we're talking all things curly and texture with two of my favorite people to chat to um Junior Green who's an award-winning hairdresser and founder of Junior Junior Green Hair Salon in Kensington um he specializes in afro hair of course and his career spans 34 years um if we got won many awards um including afro hairdresser of the year in 2011 i think he was also nominated in a finalist in fact for 2019 again um and he's three-time winner of stylist of the year three times winner of bridal stylist of the year and southern stylist of the year at the black hair and beauty awards so he knows his stuff (laughs) i was gonna say yeah, yeah a man a man of uh repute and with junior we have a lovely lady joe robertson who is a hairdresser i believe back in the day Mm -hmm. but we know her best for her brand roles uh particularly as a long-serving and very successful global head of education at ghd the tools maker joe now heads up her own hairdressing agency and business club supporting other small businesses and growing in profile and and getting visibility on various platforms. Last year, she joined Wonderful Brands as education director. Wonderful Brands looks after the likes of We Dad and Eleven and lots of other lovely brands, Yellow, for example. Jo works from her home in Warwickshire and also has an alter ego on Instagram as Curl Goddess. So, hence, we thought she'd go well with Junior. Yeah, (laughs) so having Junior and Joe together will be really interesting. Curls, obviously, a massive trend at the moment and huge acceleration of interest and regard for textured hair and, obviously, the very important Black Lives Matter awareness campaign. Yeah, bring them in. Hello and welcome. Hello. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> so Thanks for it's coming, guys. Yeah, it's really nice to see you on screen. Hopefully, we're coming towards the end of having to do these things remotely because it's really nice to have people oh, at the house. I forgot but, what it's like to just sit there and have a cup of tea and a good old chat. I know. <laughs> and miss it. So, where are you guys? And Junior, you are. Are you in the salon? And you've got a salon right slap slap in the middle of Knightsbridge, I think. Is it? No, we. That's right, Kensington oh. Church Street now. Yeah. Oh. Been there for the last three years. Lovely. And and what sort of size salon do you have there? How many um, chairs? Um, do, 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 eight upstairs. Well, yeah, it's all upstairs now anyway. We're on all the same floor. So we've got eight positions, but we're going to have to use one, miss one, use one. Yeah, limit one. what you're doing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And Joe, where are you talking to us from? Uh, I'm at the bottom of my garden in my she shed. <laughs> is that where the magic happens that's that's where all it is yeah yeah so I I work from here now um full time and um I've kind of set up a little studio area as well so if I'm testing products or um doing any sort of education I can do it all from here as well the world of online has exploded and this is the new norm it has 
During the recording of this podcast, the lockdown gremlins got into the machinery and some of the quality of the voice is not amazing, but it's such an interesting conversation and one that we should all be having. So please bear with us and enjoy. So before all this madness started, we saw sort of, I don't know, last year, end of last year, there was, um, uh, I thought, a real sort of trend. I don't know what the word trend means, but there was a real uh, surge of interest in textured hair and curly hair and it seemed as though manufacturers had kind of got with the program and started producing products which were specifically labeled you know for curly hair in in one form or other but then in the last two or three months we've we've had this absolute wave of visibility and awareness of the real issues raised by Black Lives Matter and how that relates to hairdressing is what interests us particularly in this conversation which is kind of married with the, you know, is this a perfect storm? You know, are we actually now in a position to really do something in hairdressing to recognise that there has been a lack of products, a lack of education and a lack of opportunity, particularly for Afro hairdressers and their clients, if you like, um, that now we need, we should run with this? What what have you been seeing happening, Junior, in the last few well, the weeks? Last... Yeah, there's been a massive surge, but for us in the salon, um, the last two years, a lot of clients are moving away from the whole chemical scene. Yeah. Um, a lot of them haven't embraced their own hair for years and years. Mm. They've been relaxing and straightening. Number one, it's probably more easier and manageable for them. And also in the workplace, it wasn't really accepted to wear your own natural hair, mm-hmm. especially in the corporate area. So now um, everyone's breaking away. And now is the time because it's been more accepted now to wear a fro, whereas you couldn't in the corporate, especially in England, America was probably more acceptable to have your natural hair and wear your braids. But now England, America, everyone of color who wants to wear their natural hair, they're free to do that. And again, there's better products on the market that cater for that as well. So I don't think it's something that's going to, I don't think it's a trend anymore. Initially, when a lot of clients were coming in, oh, I don't want to relax my hair anymore. And I thought, let's see how long it's going to last because you haven't embraced your own natural hair for many years. And it is going to be more time consuming, mm-hmm. but they are. And a lot of them we thought would probably come back in yeah. Oh, you've got to relax if they haven't. They've stuck with it. And it you know? takes a while to, for their hair texture to come back. I mean, I remember I used to straighten my hair when GHDs first came out. I was always straightening my hair. Um, and it's only really the last five or so years that I've kind of embraced my natural curl. But it's taken a long time to get it into a place where I'm happy with. Yeah. So it's quite hard, I guess, for clients to kind of not be tempted to go back to relaxing their hair. and. It's about educating them as well yeah. because what we found when a lot of them did the transition from the chemical service to wearing it natural they just thought well i don't need to go to the salon anymore because it's all natural i haven't got any chemicals mm-hmm. on my head but it's wrong because afro hair is dry so the best of times yeah. and um it's just about educating them about getting into a routine with your conditioners and your shampoos mm-hmm. and your moisturizers so yeah it's been an education for them as well as us yeah what about you, Joe? as well? Because obviously you've set up the Curl Goddess. How did that all come to fruitation? So it was about, it was just over a year ago. And um, 
I was asked to go and have a look at uh, a new product. And uh, I was like, yeah, no, no problem at all. And they said it's in New York. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> <laughs> really twisted my arm for that one. All right, then. <laughs> um, and uh, it, was, it was a bit of one of those trips where I knew, really knew nothing when I was going. I, I just knew that I had, I've got four days. I needed to assess the product and sort of see whether there was a place for it in the UK market. And I rocked up with my perfectly straight GHD bob, um, and it was all Same about as mine. yeah, all about <laughs> these curls. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I've got these yeah. curls that they're talking about, and I identify with that woman that they're also talking about. Like Junior's just said about the woman that was told that you can't wear your hair curly because it looks frizzy or it looks a mess yeah. or why haven't you blow dried your hair or all these comments I was and I, I've worn my hair curly over the years but I'm always very conscious of how people talk to me differently with curly hair and it's a si really silly silly thing to to say but you say that though I, I just felt unfinished before I think when I had my curly hair I'd feel like I just wasn't pristine and you know yeah I think it's just what we've got used to and yeah. there are so yeah. many women out there that are feeling like I did and mm. as being a hairdresser I felt even more stupid really because I knew nothing about curls I thought I did I thought mm. I knew things and I took an interest mm. and I had clients that got curly hair but then when I really discovered curls and the different textures and just what they need and the moisture like, like Junior says, there's just this, I felt like I knew nothing. Junior, where are we in the UK hairdressing industry? Is it really the case that there are hairdressers coming through qualifying who either ha have no experience or don't really understand or are nervous of working with very curly hair you know I understand that there's grades of curl so say is it like a c3 or a or level three to four are there really hairdressers who haven't been yeah. trained with this we've had you know um hairdressers come into the salon yeah I've got my MVQ and blah 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 but they've got no experience because it hasn't been depending on where they are as well they haven't had access to afro clients mm -hmm. so um they're not familiar with it at all. Right. And it's a big, huge section that's almost just been left out. Yeah. So because they haven't got the models to train on, I guess they don't do any theory on it. Because again, we've had to re-educate ourselves because with YouTube and the internet, you've got clients telling you mm. as a hairdresser, I use this, I've got this curl pattern. And at the beginning I was like, curl pattern? And I had to do my training and finding out because again on one head you can have four different textures mm -hmm. right you know so it's about us doing our research and getting the knowledge you know for when these clients come in and start telling you exactly what's what yeah yeah so again i do feel now is the time that it has to be mandatory that the afro is being taught in colleges because there's so many clients out there mixed race is one of the fastest growing ethnic minorities yeah yeah and they have to be catered for yeah you know so yeah a lot of hairdressers now where they could get away with it people are demanding i should be able to go into that salon that salon get my hair blow dried mm -hmm. or get my hair treated
As a journalist, Lauren and I would work on magazines 10, 15, 20 years ago that were for white hairdressers doing white hairdressing and that there were separate magazines that dealt with black hair and beauty and that there were separate awards and so on. Do you think that it's now time to really sort of blend better and to just say, why do we have these differentiations? Why do we have a separate salon system, if you like, for black hair? I'll go absolutely. It's ludicrous to think that we've separated it all those years through colleges, and they've done nothing to help help us understand it. You know, mm. having sort of naturally curly hair myself, it's what I learned through the years, and we just shouldn't be talking, assuming all white hair is straight, and assuming mm. all black hair is is curly. It's not. Yes. You know, yeah. for, for years you'd go to, yeah, exactly. You'd go to the salon and, you know, you'd have your cut and blow dry. And I don't think I was ever really asked if I wanted my hair diffused or, you know, left uh, to dry naturally. It. it was it was an assumption that you yeah. wanted it to... straight. Yeah, yeah, you wanted it blow dried, you know. Yeah, exactly. But people yeah. don't know And it's only to... now that even you have to say now, oh, um, you know, don't, no, don't dry my hair or leave it a bit wet or whatever. Um... But yeah, people just don't know. I suppose that's, yeah, because they don't know. Exactly. Yeah. I worked with Junior years ago and um, to try and sort of bring on uh, an Afro course because, you know, it was, it was really limited. And, you know, yeah. we put this course on and, and people were still afraid of even coming to a course, even just to learn about it. There seemed to really? be a bit of a barrier. Um, it's the fear. Yeah, yeah. fear, yeah, yeah. It's understandable that there's going to be specialisms, you know, obviously yeah. you're always going to specialise in Afro hair, and you, but people don't have to specialise in it, but they need to have a basic understanding. Understanding, that's yeah, right. They need to be all inclusive so that someone can come into their salon with Afro hair and they can have their hair cut, like that's yeah. just a basic... I the idea that um you know a, a, a sort of impressionable 16 17 18 year old girl or boy could go into a salon yeah. and be made made to feel unwelcome or or a bit like oh no we can't deal with your hair type how horrible must that make you feel you know i think it would it's a really important thing we've got to address it and address it fast so what can we do there's a movement for trying to get the qualification system changed um, so hopefully that will work. Sometimes these things take ages. What what comes first? Do we have enough people who can do the education? Do we need to get the the courses and the education offering better in order to get the uptake better, or do we need to get the uptake better? Do we need the brands to help more? Are they doing enough? I think we need brands coming on board as well. And um, there are educators out there, probably not enough because the demand is going to be, the demand's there. Because yeah. you've got students, you've got people in salons, because we were always asked, do you run courses? But if you're running a salon and trying to do courses, there's never a right time unless you're going to take four days or three yeah, days. Course. And I think Michelle mentioned something. You can't, it's not something you can do in two workshops. No. Yeah. You know, yeah. you definitely need the hands-on. You need the theory side of it as well. So I think... What needs to happen, we've got to start structuring these courses and breaking them down, whether it's theory or practical, both. And again, probably training salon managers or whoever yeah. to come in. And it's got to be for minimum four or five days. Yeah. Because it can't be done in two workshops. No, no it you needs know, to be. Because they're going to need, yeah. 
It's a real commitment. You've got to commit to it to and, and be Definitely. able to practice it. Yeah. This is it. This is it because you can do all the theory, but you're going to need the hands-on experience, you know, to feel the hair. What's it like after a chemical straightener? What was it like before the straightener? What's it like to lose some of the curl, not take it bone straight? You know, that's a texturizing. This is another, there's just so much. Yeah. Do you think, so do you think that's learn. why people are put off by learning it? Because it is, there is a lot to learn. But to be honest, Lauren, I don't think it's no different from when you're starting to colour. No. There's so many different so processes towards yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, right. yeah. No, I totally agree. Uh, for, for me, just through my experience, you know, I'm not in the salon anymore. Um, I still am active within the industry and still cutting hair. But for me, it's really just educating yourself. You know, yeah. there are, there's a yeah. lot of information out there already. Out there. Definitely. You know, whether yeah. you, you, you're talking about, you know, a 1A, a 2C or a 3B, which may even sound like, what the hell were they what talking the hell? Yeah, about? Yeah. Um, through to other people talking about it in loose, classic, tight and kinky. There's lots of different ways and there's lots of thought processes behind, you know, naturally curly hair, how you take care of it. And you just have to sort of go out there and, and just read about it. I feel like curly hair clients as well are very loyal. Like yes. once they find someone, they yeah. found you. And I, I'm, I'm definitely like that. Yeah, yeah. Not name dropping, <laughs> but um, I've been doing Ange Angela Griffiths for years. Oh, really? And, really? Um, yeah. yeah, because um, it's about the trust. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I've cut her hair on many occasions because she said she had, growing up, yeah. total nightmare, yeah. mixed race girl in Leeds, no one mm -hmm. being able to cut her hair. She said she'd end up coming out with triangular shapes like that. Yeah. So um, yeah. you do find that. Um, people with curly hair are very loyal. Once you've cut it and they're happy with that cut, they'll keep on coming back. Big question. So can you get curly hair doll's heads? Oh my God, I've got yes. one here. Just oh, bring her on. Bring her on. Bring her on. Introducing. You know our listeners, you know our listeners can't see you, Joe. You don't you realise that. <laughs> I can, I can bring her on then. Yeah, she's, she's just here. Yeah, you can. You can. They're, they're yeah. not obviously. They're steamed, um, so they've made okay. the curl um, by steam. So it's not a natural curl. And as Junior said right at the very beginning, um, you know, no head of hair has got just one curl pattern on there. You might have, you know, it's slightly looser at the front and tighter at the back. So it doesn't kind of represent true life. But it will. It will. You know, give you an start. idea. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Joe, you're our, our brand person. You're the one who's worked inside the brands more, yeah. um, perhaps, arguably, than the three of us. What what do brands listen to, to when they decide to create some new products? Where, where does that come from? Um, re really, from the, the, the brands that I've worked in, it's really, um, they, they work on the search terms. And, and we do actually know that the, the search terms of the moment, texture's massive. Um, so they will they'll just follow trends, you know, and, and when something doesn't sell, they'll they'll kind of make an assumption about right, okay, well volume's not in anymore, so we'll not we're not making any more volume, but we know we're selling more of this type of product. What about colour? What about colour on Afro and highly textured hair and afro hair? Is is it a different process? Can you use the same do we need different colour products? Should we be seeing textured hair and colour pictures more? We can do, we should do. Um, before, when a lot of clients were processing their hair, you were very limited with how far you could go with the colour. 
because um, with the relaxer and the high lifted guaranteed breakage or relaxer and bleach breakage, without a doubt. Now, a lot of people are wearing their hair natural, you're good to go. Really? Again, yeah, because um, you're not fighting with the two chemicals, the relaxer and yeah, the yeah. high lift tin and the peroxide, you're just dealing with the hair and the colour. Again, colour does dry Afro hair, so you can educate your clients about once you're going to go this far with your colour, like your blondes and your short blondes, you're going to have to really condition that hair because it's dry, number one, and then you're applying the colour to make it even more drier. So it's about educating them about getting to routine a treatment every two weeks and you're correct using the right products as well now that you have got the mm -hmm. colour on there. Right. And there's different techniques as well that you you would, you know, if you was to just do, uh, like, put foils in, for instance, you know, it's some blonde, they would just kind of get lost. You have to sort of place it in. So, there's, again, there's, yeah, there's a bit of knowledge yeah. of, of, of right. you know, how to colour curly hair as well. And, and just sort of, like, for me, with being sort of like a loose curl pattern that I've got, if I have bleach on my hair, for instance, I know that that's going to loosen up my curl pattern, but I like the other lot, so I'm happy yeah. with that. So and it's just giving them the, the sort of knowledge of just like, well, you can be blonde if you want to, but these but are the going to affect your hair like this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So if you can use um, the same colour and sort of technique, so do we need, so for example, Colour World, the Colour Genius Awards, do we need an Afro colour category or should we not? is that going back down the route of separating it out should we just stick with saying no no color is color i think for me personally i would love to see all forms of texture all forms whether you know it's it's a it's a different That's technique it's it's very different to just covering white a white like a blonde bob you know sort of yeah. like you've got sort of white blonde and then you're putting in some flashes of whatever that's a very different technique and skill to what textured right. hair is so I, I would love to see all types of textured hair to be present yeah so not to create do you agree junius not to yeah. create a separate category the separation no don't since you've been you know living your texture life now <laughs> um how long do you think it's taken you to kind of feel educated and get to a place where you feel comfortable to be able to oh my god it was, it was six months of being obsessed absolutely yeah. obsessed i was on every forum i was on facebook groups and this like i said if you spend the time time yeah and, and just invest it in just learning and, and just listening to what people say. You know, there's there's methods where, you know, people don't use cleansers on the hair. Then there's methods where they do. And, you know, there's the, shouldn't be using sulfates, shouldn't be using mm -hmm. parabens, shouldn't be using silicones. There's just so much to learn. When they have decided to embrace their natural texture, it's about finding what defines their color. Because, again, yeah. depending on your hair type, some products out there, they do absolutely nothing. So again, sometimes you have to mix this with that. Yeah. Sometimes they're not heavy enough. Sometimes they're too light. They're not moisturising. So again, a lot of it is trial and error. But the good thing is there's so many products out mm -hmm. there now for the curly girl. You know, whether it's Afro or European, but it's about finding the right one that yeah. works best for your girl. And are we doing so? Again, another tough question, perhaps. Are we doing enough? I know recruitment generally in hairdressing has been, you know, of concern. Are we doing enough to attract black? 
kids into hairdressing or does it not look inclusive enough so it's not attractive enough is there an issue there or is what do you think um i think if we get to mandatory um in the mbqs the the training yeah i think it will appeal to a lot more because i do find some of the students are saying, well, there's no access to doing Afro hair, so they're turning their nose up because yeah. this is what they want to do. Yeah. But if there isn't the provisions for them, they'll just probably look at something else. Yeah. It does need to be a bit more appealing. and they need to be offering more um, for them, for them to want to partake and want to see it as a career. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think we're thanks, done guys. for time. That'll be our conversation there. That was really interesting. We've raced around quite a few aspects of conversation well we've got lots of things in there that we should talk about more yeah. again going I, I forward text just just such i could talk about it all day long i just think yes <laughs> incredible yeah. yeah well we leave you on here because we've got to go yeah <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep going joe i'll record the series uh, and it'll be fine <laughs> well thank you very yeah, much thank and you ho- very hopefully much, guys. Thank you for joining Thank you us. For having me. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Bye. Thank you everyone for listening. If you liked what you listened to, there's plenty more where that came from. Um, so please go and have a check out our podcast library on respectyou.me. Um, and when you're on iTunes listen, having a listen, don't forget to rate and review us because it pushes us up the charts. Thanks for listening. Thanks for Bye. listening. Bye.